Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. My name is Michael Anthony Ingram. I'd like to welcome you to the program. Tonight, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to share poetry. We're going to talk about spoken word. We're just going to have a really, really good time. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Mr. Jesse Ellsbury. He's a noted poet. Jesse, are you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, all right, all right. Would you like to start us off with the poem? Sure. Um, let's see. Well, it'll be just a minute. I'm, uh... So I've written a lot over the years, and it's, it's hard to, to find... Um... Oh, good. It's hard to find good ones at at a moment's notice. Um, right, understandable. And actually, a lot of what I've been writing lately has been um, topical, you know, in dealing with, you know, taking inspiration from events that are happening. Um, so actually, I could just read one of those. Um, if it's not going to be too much of a downer. But, you know, we're all in, in Corona. It feels like, you know, not a lot is happening. We're all kind of on lockdown. And so I thought, um, you know, this might fit uh, the moment. Uh, it is a song. I just haven't put chords to it yet. So uh, the, the chorus will repeat. But it works just as well. All right. I am in stasis. Objective achieved. I think that I've done something, but I'm deceived. The body's at rest, but my foot keeps on thumping. I sit on the couch, but my heart, it keeps pumping. The hands keep ticking, but the clock, it stays still. The car's in the garage, but it's a coupe de ville. All those things I have, but they're worth nothing. I have figured out the opposite of bluffing. The world has stopped, but it keeps spinning. The play continues, but the lights are dimming. Is this the end of the world? Is it the apocalypse? Do we drink our hemlock like wine in tiny sips? The racetrack winds, but the horse is in the stable. The store is stocked, but it's missing all the labels. Everything we have seems to have lost its meaning. Nobody is making plans, but everybody's scheming. The world isn't upside down, it's tilted on its axis. Maybe we aren't good at it, we haven't had much practice. I don't want to be remembered just for surviving. I want to learn what it takes to prove I'm thriving. The world has stopped, but it it keeps spinning. The play continues, but the lights are dimming. Is this the end of the world? Is it the apocalypse? Do we drink our hemlock like wine in tiny sips? Wow. That was beautiful, Jesse. Thanks. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a teacher, and so I've been kind of trying to follow my own advice as I urge the students to be uh, productive and creative. Yes, yes. Well, that was very nice, and hopefully you'll favor us again as we continue the program tonight. Mm-hmm. Gladly. Okay, great. I'm going to bring on a guest. Hold on one second. Area code 414, the first three numbers are 327. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. All right. My name is Catfish McDerris. <laughs> I'm going to read this one out of my new book, 
called Ghosts of the War Elephants. All right, all right. Blue throat of day, cold train in the Van Gogh rain. My boss was from Texas. She loved me for being a writer. I showed her my latest, and she says, You like train? I nodded, Yes. What are your favorite songs she plays? Lazy Bird and the Night Has a Thousand Eyes. You must have took Buku Acid back in the day. I just kind of smile. Who's your sketch of? I said, Vincent, Wilhelm, Van Gogh. Not bad, kid. We both laughed since I was twice her age. Back to Gargan, he lopped off Vincent's ear with a sword during an argument. They agreed to say it was self-mutilation to keep Gargan out of prison. Van Gogh never recovered his rationality after that. That's the end. I forgot we got to say oh. the end on this show. <laughs> oh, Catfish wow. Daniel. Michael, Michael taught me that on another show, previous show. This one guy, Dancing Bear, or uh, um, yes. American. At the end, he'd say, the end. And then, and then you knew it was over, you know. I've been trying to practice that, you know. Right. So, so the title of your book, the title of your book. Oh, the title of this book is uh, yes. Ghosts of the War Elephants. Is it available on Amazon available yet? available on Amazon. I got another new one, too, uh, called The Meat Grinder. I did with a guy from up in uh, New England named Donald Armfield. Yeah, it's yes. it's all stories on stuff and uh Right, yeah. right. Well, thank stuff, you. you know, always gotta yes. keep busy. I know you do. I know you do. Well hopefully you're gonna hang around and recite some more. Oh yeah, I will. I'll favor you. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, my friend. I'd like, I like to bring in favor. another caller. All right, all right. Eric right. five oh two. The first three numbers are five five three. You're on the air. Hello, my name is Frog. Hello. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. A couple months ago, I recently did a poetry slam event with a renowned spoken word uh, poet, Sully Brakes. Um, this one right here is just called "A Beacon in the Night." Which flame you keep is a flame you feed. Follow its light to guide your dreams. It's temperature warm, bright to the touch. How many degrees will sear these wounds? If you walk in darkness, stoke your fire. This journey's rough with what transpires. Pay this heed and take this advice. Follow the trail to where stars burn brightest. Wow. Very nice. Do you have another? Uh, if you want me to uh, yes. give you another one, I most yes. I most certainly can, indeed. Yes. Okay. This one is called She Swam in a Sunset of Endless Reeds. Your summer gown, laying on still trees of supple sound, the air's cool breeze of humid heat carrying through, winding down, 
peered through leaves, counting features like seasons, her flesh through trees, haunting my own vision, her body on the water, gliding ever softer, skin so wet, glinting sunset's crest, I watch as she paddled onward, and at this lake, we feel its space, somewhere along her ridges, where solemn vows commiserate, yearning to see her seductive seas, drowning slow in endless reeds, abate mine eyes, and kept so still i wondered how her ghost became so real i rushed to a place alone off trail nearing the water where memory swam i cannot face what i have seen i take to the wind for what i felt at her gleam on burying ground i sit surrounded by those we've lost and those yet been found a mind that is never weathered Holds no storm that is blowing over, seeking shelter, finding comfort in a home of no owners. I falter, watching her bathe in the water. I ran for a part of me could never witness wonder. Wow, you're good. You have a great voice, Thank too. Thank also, you, sir. Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you do a lot of spoken word work? Uh, yes, but um, with me having autism, I don't get out of the house much, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. so most of the time I try to hit up any type of poetry event I can and, and do that, and yes, I write I write a lot, sir, in my time, so. Wow, well, you're fantastic. I am so glad you're with us tonight. I'm going to bring someone else on, but if you can hang around, I'd love to hear more of your work. Okay, thank you, Dr. Ingram. Okay, all right, all right. What I'd like to do now is to play a piece by a young man who lives in Abuja, Nigeria. He wrote this some time ago during the pandemic, well, during the early stages of the pandemic, and I just wanted to share it again. It's called Alatish. The The world world needs an anthem. There are 195 countries in the world today, and we are all interconnected at a climbing level. Alatish sees a world that calls for an anthem, and so do many other people across today's world. They have all said our time will come. We are our lives, and we do all we can to save our own. The world needs an anthem. There are 195 countries in the world today, and we are all interconnected at a climbing level. Alatisha sees a world that calls for an anthem, and so do many other people across today's world. They have all said our time will come. We are our lives, and we do all we can to save our own. The world needs an anthem. There are 195 countries in the world today, and we are all interconnected at a climbing level. Alatisha sees a world that calls for an anthem, and so do many other people across today's world. They have all said our time will come. We are our lives. And we do all we can to save our own. Our hearts beat for the coronavirus victims. The world needs an anthem. If you ask who I am, but which local I am, I will simply say that I am peoples. I'm a local of the world. If you ask where I stand, the what grounds I stand upon, I will simply say that I stand for the world. I stand for peace. Faith, unity, and progress? If you ask what I see, I see interdistant countries and faraway lands. I see our doctors, nurses, and carers on the front line. 
I see architects and builders from around the world building bridges, the bindings, and the roads that connect. Yeah, it's a dream. We fly around the world. We fly around the sky. We are together. We are stronger now. Yeah, it's a dream. We fly around the sky. There is a song singing now. Awake from bed, and there is still a song singing now. I home to myself. In the showers, it dawned on me that this old world needs an anthem. Our beautiful world needs an anthem. Our beautiful world needs a song. We want to dance. This beautiful world needs an anthem. We match for a purpose. I have never seen my skin on your skin, but I see myself in you. I see you in myself. You are my brother now. You are my sister now. I hear languages. I see beauty in our diversities. Things fall together. And the center begins to old. Love is growing on every lawn. Love builds in every home. This world needs an anthem. I see neighbors all around the world joining in, singing this blissful song, singing the same notes to the same songs. Togetherness are the chorus in the songs. There is a fall of rain. There is hope in our world. I see the future lights. I see all of us together. Frolicking with the same songs. Oh, wow. That was Alatish from Abuja, Nigeria. Thank you, Alatish, wherever you are tonight. Thank you so much. We've got another caller. Hold on one second. Area code 207. The first three numbers are 290. You're on the air. Cool. Hey, Michael. Hello, Valerie. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well tonight. You've got a poem. That was for really cool. You have someone from Nigeria calling. Woo. Yes. Yes, he sent that to me some time ago. Yes. Wow. Very nice, Very nice of him. Mm-hmm. All right. I have a poem and I have a haiku. Can you okay. tell? <laughs> okay. This kind of, uh, it's another. Um, someone told me to write about, you know, apartheid, but, and I want to write about anger too. So this is kind of an angry, this is my version of angry, Valerie's version. All right, all right. Black, Black Lives Matter meets Prince's birthday, June 7th. In this life, things are much harder than the afterworld. In this life, you're on your own, black and purple, like a bruise on black skin. Thank you. Wow. That was deep, Valerie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Um, and then, all right, I'm going to lighten it up. And this is a haiku. It's called Owl Sound because I live in the country, and guess what lives in my backyard? An owl. Lots of them, probably. But... <laughs> This is a haiku. It's called Owl Sound. The call of an owl. Lonely and solitary. Hope someone called back. The end. <laughs> I wrote that I at like ha- 3 in the morning. <laughs> you know I love your haikus. You know that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But that's what it is. It's, it's very lonely. You only hear one. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, have a good show. Yay! Well, thank you so much. 
Thank you so much You're for welcome. calling in. You're my friend. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. this with um so i've been trying to address uh what's going on in the world with you know the, the danger of doing topical things is that if you revisit them in a year or two they lose a lot of their power um okay. but nonetheless i've been trying to embrace the world that we're in um mainly in lyrics so you know i'm a musician as well so this is another one of those with a repeated chorus but it's an, it's interesting because I started out with it, you know, really wanting to address the world um, from from the perspective of those who are oppressed. And by the time it, it took a slightly different turn, but by the time I reached the end, I ultimately kind of came to the conclusion that I can't completely understand it because uh, I'll never be, you know, one of the oppressed. But it gets. It, it gets expressed pretty pretty well once it gets to that point. So looking out the window, trying to make sense of a world that's clearly asking for me to repent. But repent for what? What have I done? I am not the sinner. I'm just the sinner's son. But all I've inherited from my skin to how I talk carries with it the assumption I might be at fault. I know I'm not innocent. I discriminate all the time. But it's for, for what people can change. So I guess it's fine. Trying to learn the rules of the brave new world I can't see the insignia on the flag they unfurled. Is it time for uprising to sow seeds of division? Or is it time to be a family and watch television? Looking at the screen, I see the people in the street. I see them being forced back by batons of riot police. This is about more than something black and white. This is about the lines that define wrong from right. I'll never know exactly what it's like to be profiled. I'll never have to worry daily of the treatment of my child. But I can stand with victims and know their pain, and maybe it'll be enough to even the scales again. Trying to learn the rules of the brave new world, I can't see the insignia on the flag they unfurled. Is it time for uprising to sow seeds of rebellion, or is it time to be a family and watch television? That was profound, my friend. That was profound. I really, really like that. You're very talented. Now, I remember you wrote a book some years ago. Is it available on Amazon? Uh, Cantos, Carnivals, and Other Atrocities is what it was called. 
Um, I haven't mm-hmm. checked in a while. I'll, I'll do so now. Um, you know, it never took off like I think we always hope that it will. Yes. <laughs> but well, you um, never know. We keep plugging away at it anyhow. That's true. Jesse Ellsbury, everybody. Jesse Ellsbury. Jesse will be back soon. All right. I'd like to turn it over now to my friend Catfish McDerris. called the ass of the Statue of Liberty. Her ass was fine. Her ass was a sun, the moon, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Her ass laughed and cried. It could make brave men cowards. It could start wars. It could make rich men beggars. It could make saints into sinners. It could turn water into whiskey. It could make the rain come down. When she walked through the Louvre, it turned the Mona Lisa into the scream. Her ass was of biblical proportions. Her ass started playing kazoo, but soon mastered all wind-required instruments, including the slide trombone. Her ass made lions and bears roar with hunger. It was the Queen of Sheba doing the twist, Cleopatra in her prime walking like an Egyptian. Marilyn Monroe in a sheer white dress. All the beauty that Paul Gauguin captured in Tahiti. The marlin that Santiago lost to the sharks. Babe Ruth's grand slam over centerfield. Her ass was Elvis Presley's blue suede shoes. Jimmy Strick's <laughs> guitar from Woodstock. It was Steve McQueen's motorcycle from The Great Escape. A winning Powerball lottery ticket. The Hope Diamond, it was all the words from Pablo Neruda, Lai Po, Tufu, and Sun Tzu's The Art of War. A saber-toothed tiger, a killer bee, a Spanish fly, a zillion tarantulas crawling up the leaning tower of Pisa. Her ass was the Great Pyramid at Giza, Chichen Itza, the Taj Mahal, Stonehenge. Her ass was the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, Naked, doing cheers on the Great Wall of China. As her ass, her fine ass, retreated, I poured gas all over my body and waited for lightning. Dean. Nobody writes poetry like you, Catfish. Nobody. Like that one? Yeah, I'm going to read that one, and I got a, a Zoom show on the 5th, July 5th. I'm going to read that one on the radio. I got... I mean, on the Zoom show, I get to be on there with all these English people from Bristol. It's a oh, big wow. uh, university anthology that I got in, and uh, we each get three minutes, you know. So I got this little camcorder, you know. I got this little mm-hmm. webcam, and I sit here and read read it up. I've been reading with uh, Marianne. Uh, yeah, Doing yeah. Zooms with her. Wow, yeah, that is nice. Good? I'm going to do Zoom. I know we need to see each other. Yes, that'll be fantastic. One day we're going to get together. All right? Let me go to the next person. All right. All right. All right. Thank you again. You're welcome. Young man, you're on the air. You got another one for us? Yes, sir. Um, And what is your your first name title? Frog, first like name amphibian. Okay, Frog. All right, all right. Yes, it's Frog, frog. everybody. Yes. 
I will carry suffering with me. I will bear its suitcase down the road of Misery Street, losing myself in the back alley of my mind. I will walk the avenues of agony, keeping every loss within, bearing the burden of living. I will write epitaphs in the ground, spreading the remains of a dying soul, watching as memories escape me. I will wander in a great sea of fog, lost to time, seeking for those I once loved who will never walk again. I will write eulogies in quicksand. Today is D-Day. For many of us along the trail, we will have to figure out how to put the fun back in funeral with one of our heaviest battles, which is facing it. The brightest light is the darkest, and the burden most carried is the one held walking it alone. Follow the lighthouse. Follow into the void until your soul gives away to the fear of nothing, and there is nothing left to gain. If misery wants company, then I want an armada. I want to face down with artillery, with my mind blaring in the words, sent as swords, rending the hearts through the walls of America, screaming for my country and my people to avenge the downtrodden, to avenge the ill, to avenge the sick, to stand up and rise, to not be misguided or divided, but united by instinct, by love, by want, because the time we live here is Feudal. And for what we reign, we see beyond the stars, counting a line as the cosmos avail to our construct. We are the blueprints of time. We are the blueprints of movement. It's time to start building. Frog, <laughs> you're great. <laughs> you're great, Frog. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I am not worthy to hear your work. <laughs> you are great. Thank you very much, sir. Well, hopefully you'll favor us again because you are great. So hold on, all right? Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. We've got, a, we've got another caller. You've got another caller. We're rolling tonight. All right. Area code 303. The first three numbers are 730. You're on the air. Hello? All right, well, maybe they're just here to listen. Oh, you okay. know, I'm just listening. This is my You're first time. I'm, and I'm okay. listening. Yes, I all write right, poetry, right. but first I wanted to get kind of a handle on your show. I've been right, meaning to tune in. Anyway, enjoying it. I won't take any more of your time. And, and No, uh, no, no, no. So I'll come I'm back here. to you later on, and uh, maybe you'll share one with us, all right? We're just having fun oh, tonight. Okay, um, we'll see. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Area code 301. The first three numbers are 710. You're on the air. Hi, Michael. It's Marianne. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello, Marianne. How are you? Oh, very good. Uh, we fought, Ethan and I finally got to see my father. You know, he's in rehab from dehydration. So we finally yes. got to see. He was in good spirits. He's in good spirits? That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. He's he's working at his therapy, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, Catfish is here. Oh, good, good. I I I was worried that I would go miss him because you know he right, well, he he reminded me several times. Okay. Well, let me tell you. Uh, let me say you. I'll give you an opportunity to say hello to him. All right. All right. Catfish. Marianne is on the line. Uh, hi, Marianne. Did you listen to the last guy? After I. After I turned up the heat, man, this guy came in strong, man. He was great. 
I hope you got that hearing, man. Well, all right, all right. Marianne, I'm sure you've got a poem for us. I sure do. Uh, This is a new one. It's called Food is Love. This afternoon you offer me the rest of the mochi. You compel. No, you encourage. No, you decline to take the last three deflated mock eggs, runny with tangy mango and sweet ice cream. I remember the last time I brought you food, chocolate in the shape of an evil eye that could not ward off my racing heart or your migraines. Chocolate tastes like ashes to us now. I recall the last time I cooked for you. Salmon top heavy with orange slices and sloshed with moyo criollo from the Puerto Rican grocery store that's been closed for 10 years. Half price Half-priced pasta with walnuts, olives, flecks of red pepper, cinnamon, and chocolate gelato for dessert. In some other kitchen, I chanted, food is love, food is love, food is love, the end. All right. Well, tell me about the genesis of that particular poem, food is love. Well, um... I guess what really started it off, I was I was taking um, a 40-day yoga challenge, and oh, wow. this woman said to me, you know, the difference between you and me is I eat to live, and you live to eat. So, you know, that got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's wow. how this poem came out. Well, that's very nice, Marianne. You're a prolific Thank you. writer. Yeah, Ethan Ethan, Ethan right. likes it too. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, are you? Are you? What are you doing currently? What are you doing currently? What do you have coming up? Um. Actually, uh, David Churchill uh, is publishing um, a selected um, poems of mine. Oh wow! Poetry. Oh, yeah. One more time. Say that one more time. David's idea. I think if it were up to me, I'd I'd have another volume of new work. But okay. you know, David said he wanted to bring out uh, a selected poems. And the title of your work again, or the work again? Uh, the title of the book is Poetry on Plein Air. Poetry on Thin Air. Oh, po- wow. uh, actually, it's, it's I, it, my 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 written French. Is, and reading French is a lot, you know, they're both a lot better than my spoken French. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, poetry in plain air. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, congratulations, Mary Ann. Thank you. All right, all right. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Sounds like a good plan. Thank you. Thank you. 
I can see the tops of trees. I can see the tops of trees. But I can't reach them. Lord knows I've tried to reach the tops of trees in my mind, in my life, in my time. Yet every time I scale the heights of an old oak tree in order to reach the limb of the highest branch and touch the greenest leaf, reality gently but assuredly pushes me back down to the ground. And there I am again looking up at the tops of trees in my mind, in my life, in my time. I can see the peaks of mountains but I can't reach them. Lord knows I've tried to reach the peaks of mountains in my mind, in my life, in my time. Yet every time I climb the cliffs of the craggiest mountain in order to taste the pureness of untainted snow, reality gently but confidently pushes me back down to the ground. And there I'm again looking up at the peaks of mountains in my mind, in my life, in my time. I can see the crest of clouds, but I can't reach them. Lord knows I've tried to reach the crest of clouds in my mind, in my life, in my time. Yet every time I fold my arms in order to cradle a wisp of God's immaculate breath, reality gently but willfully pushes me back down to the ground. And there I'm again looking up at the crest of clouds in my mind, in my life. In my time, I can see the meridian of the sky, but I can't reach it. Lord knows I've tried to reach the meridian of the sky in my mind, in my life, in my time. Yet every time I stretch out my arms in order to seize a piece of Mount Olympus on high, reality gently but deliberately pushes me back down to the ground. And there I'm again looking up at the meridian of the sky in my mind, in my life, in my time. Reality, won't you stop pushing and please let me dream, let me reach, let me love, let me be. All right, that was a Michael Anthony Ingram work. I can see the tops of trees in my mind, in my life, in my time. Jesse. Are you ready? Yep, I'm here. Okay, so right. I found, um, let's see, it, this still rhymes, but it's not actually a song. It's called Life, is black, Life Isn't Black and White, It's Gray. Life isn't black and white, it's gray. As gray as a storm-strewn winter day. Every day is full of doubt, and it's impossible to tell who is good and who is bad, who is sick and who is well. I live in a store that has nothing to sell and nothing to be stolen. Nothing's profane and nothing is holy. I don't choose sides. I avoid confrontation. If you hit me in the face, we'll go to peer mediation. Life isn't black and white. It's gray. Love's never pure and neither is hate. One's light is a feather. The other is a lead weight. But the feather has fleas and lead damages brains. Every perfection has its own set of flaws. Every just nation has some unjust laws. The only conclusion is that there's no use in calling anyone else weak or strong. Life isn't black and white. It's gray. Every criminal resembles a saint when viewed from a certain light. Right becomes wrong and wrong becomes right. Friends become enemies and enemies friends. You may love the girl, but you hate her split ends. Nothing's perfect, they say, but that doesn't tell me what direction to take. Do I stay for the girl or leave for the job? Should I get rich or should I fall in love? The magic eight ball always shows up gray. 
as gray as an overcast April day, where the storms in the sky always rain down their lives, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Everyone, Jesse Ellsbury will be a guest on the show on Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio on September 23rd. The whole hour will be devoted to Jesse and his work. So I'm so pleased that he's with me tonight as a co-host. Thank you, Jesse. Um, I'm, I'm actually the uh, lead singer and songwriter for a band called The Sharpened Flats. The Sharpened so we're Flats. we on SoundCloud. All right, on SoundCloud. So The Sharpened Flats on SoundCloud. Very nice. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Catfish. Yeah. Ready you got again? Got one for us? I'm ready for you. Okay. This is this is a little longer. From Sleeping with a Fish, a book <laughs> that I got on Amazon again, called The Wino and the Mermaid. He discovered her sipping from his stash under the pier. When the bottle was empty, a whimpering sound came from her neck deals. Sea green eyes pleaded for more. The wino turned his pockets inside out and shrugged. She dove into the surf and returned with five golden coins. At the liquor store, the owner smiled, giving the wino a bottle for each coin. Moonlight reflected off her scales as they passed the bottles. Silence sat between them. She passed out. The wino slung her over his shoulder and carried her to his flop. He put her in the bathtub. Sitting on the toilet, he finished the wine. He fell asleep and dreamed he was Moby Dick. The end. Catfish. Uh, Incredible. You want another one real quick? Hold on. Yes, you please, got me? please. Yes. Right. I got this one. This one's a shorty. It's called Miracles Never Cease. I am reading this book about a man in Russia who wrote stories and poems. The KGB came and knocked him around but didn't kill him. They sent him to Siberia and stole his bag containing six onions. Then my doorbell rang. There was my horny neighbor bringing me six onions and two bottles of vodka. The end. As I said earlier, nobody writes like Catfish McDurris. Nobody. Oh, uh, yeah, one guy sounded pretty good, man. He, really, he was coming up close. Well, he's coming up next. From Kentucky? <laughs> that guy, that yeah. guy was, he, cracked it, he cranked it up a notch after he heard mine. I can tell he's been, he's been in some, uh, he's been in yes. some competition. Yeah, he's great. All right. Good All right I'm going to bring him on right now. Yeah, good. All right. Frog? Yes, sir. Are you there, Frog? Yes. First of all, Frog, I think your work is fantastic, and what I'd like to do is to invite you to be a guest on my show. Uh, indeed. Challenge accepted. Right. Right down here. I would be honored. My email address. honored. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Here's my email address. I want you to email me, mm-hmm. and then we can make connections, all right? Yes, sir. You ready? Absolutely. M M A I. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting it now. M A. Okay. 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 M A I. Mhm. N G R A M. 
Okay. At, at gmx.com. GMX? Okay. GMX.com? All right. I'm a retired professor, so read it back to me. All right. Uh, oh, what? Do you want me to read you the email? Yes. Oh, uh, M.A. Ingram at GMX.com. Yes. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> all right. <laughs> perfect. All right, all right. Well, I'm ready for – I think all right. we all are ready for another poem. All right. Uh, this one goes out to my best friend, Jeremy Robertson, who took his own life last week. So I wrote this one yesterday after getting off from the uh, funeral from him. So this one's called uh, Eulogies okay. in Quicksand, which I made a reference to in my spoken word piece that I just did off the cuff uh, a couple poems back. So um, here we go, Eulogies in Quicksand. For what I've grown to know, numbness towards my end, all these wars inside. Tearing my dreaming head, quaking rights find comfort, second-guessing in the sand, separate the folly of what makes us meet again, changing words of scripture, writing our eulogies, hero, I need you now, more for them than it is for me. I am counting down the time for what emotion has in store. I would wish it all away to hear your final words. To you, my brother, I am sorry. Powerful work. Wow. Thank you very much. Yes. Powerful work. And thank you for sharing it. Uh, thank you for having me and letting me uh, speak poetry on your platform, dear, dear sir. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I think I'm going to share one now. And it's called Belly. Daddy often said to me, your eyes are bigger than your belly. Seven words battling seven deadly sins of supremacy in my mind. Child, don't be wasteful. There's starving children in Africa, Mama would automatically add, fueling the fire in my churning stomach, so I believe that food was made to be eaten madly, gobbled and gorged like the corpulence that reigned in the court of King Henry VIII. I'm not hungry anymore, Mama. Reaching adulthood, I stopped eating food. Now life alone is the only thing I ingest daily. Every day I force it down my throat, sometimes so fast it causes the lining of my mouth, esophagus, and stomach to burn. I choke and foam at the mouth when reality slides heartlessly down inside my belly. My belly hurts swollen hard to explain the genocide dying people in Dafur. Life has become a daily genocide to my taste buds. My nostrils are assaulted each day by pungent odor. Sometimes I've been back in disgust. My senses scream out for me to stop eating, to stop gorging, to stop eating so fast. I sit alone in my bloat, my belly gorge and distended. I'm determined to eat life anyway. I don't need water. I'll eat it dry. All right, good people. All right, good people. We're going to turn it back over now to 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 Jesse. Jesse, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So Your turn, my friend. Sometimes um, poems can come from little exercises you do. Um, so this was one that, that grew out of just an attempt to provide different images that kind of tell a story rather than an actual narrative. Um, but it is one, one more of those songs to deal with the ABAB rhyme scheme. Um, the smile from a pretty girl, the nausea on the tilt-a-whirl, 
the seconds I was most alive, the minutes right before she died, the suntan right before you burn, the first paycheck you really earn, all of these are freely given and recalled once you're done living. One day the world comes to collect on all those little debts. The things that were your aspirations will become regrets. The extra second on the earth, the compliment that boosts your self-worth, the plants arcing toward the sun, the out-of-breathness of a run, the hopes your arms can't fit around, the shame you buried in the ground, the seconds he was most alive, the minutes right before I died, and now the world comes to collect on all those little debts. Your final reward is destined to be the ability to forget. And that last line, my mom uh, was diagnosed with dementia. So that's where that last image came from. Right. Why do you write, Jesse? Um, I would say an overabundance of feelings that need to be let out somehow. Okay. Okay. Or at least that's how it started. Okay. By now okay. I've, kind of, I've turned it into a discipline, so I just forced myself to write a poem a day. Oh, wow. Some are good and some are not so good, but at least mm-hmm. I like to say it keeps the grease, it keeps the gears from becoming stuck. So how many poems do you think you've accumulated now? Uh, specifically 400,007, sorry, 4,764. <laughs> 4,764 poems. Yep. That's incredible. Like I like I said, not all of them are good. Probably not even the majority. But when you have a sample size that large, <laughs> law of averages says at least a couple are going to be okay. Right, I understand. Well, again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being my co-host. And we're going to pick up another caller. Someone else just signed on. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, thank all you. All right. Area code three zero one seven one zero. You're on the air. Hi, Michael. It's Marianne again. Ethan's here. He wanted he <laughs> wanted right. to read something. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Actually, he's going to read first, and then I'm going to first. Okay. I I told Marianne to read first, but she wants me okay. to read first. Okay. Right. I, I didn't I had no idea what song to read. She picked this out, so all okay. credit goes to her. I, I learned. All right. All right. All right. If it falls flat, then it's my lousy reading. And if it's okay. good, then it's her amazing pick. <laughs> okay. It's right. um, after the concert. Fireflies light up and vanish, strewing patterns, more gorgeous than our neighbor's Christmas lights display. She is lighting up the night to show off. They are lighting up the night to continue as a species. A bullfrog chorus thrums in great bass patterns through the sticky night air, pumping out music, thrumping out, we must endure. E.O. Wilson would be proud of the thronging life on display. Our planet is not dead yet. In the distance, a scattering of lanterns through the thick trees lights up the curving path in a lovely dance with nature. Centering a picture, the art of human symmetry and the primal darkness completing each other. A cosmic harmony behind the great hall's curving stone pillars, 
after the concert. The electronic dazzle of the music lingers in the sinews of our being. We had sought it out, thrilled to it. Yet this little scene, this remnant of nature's grace that we chanced upon sneaking away from the crowd, completes the night. Okay, that's it. Well, you know, your concern for the environment is evident in all of your pieces. And I'd like to share with the listening audience that Ethan Goffman will be a guest on my show on June, excuse me, on July 22nd at 8 o'clock p.m. I'll be with Ethan Goffman, so I want to hear all of your work. So thank you, Ethan. Okay, well, I have fewer poems you than Jesse, but oh, yeah, I don't. Matt, I'm handing you over to Marianne. Okay. I'm, I'm right. handing you to Marianne. She wants okay. to read. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he's being so coy. Well, I guess he's saving it for the 22nd. It could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, here, Here's a poem. I, I read it at um, the open mic that I, I had uh, on Saturday. Okay. So, uh, and I think Catfish liked it. Leaving the city made a fog. After Hung Ju Khan, density versus emptiness. 20-3 triptych 2020. In quarantine, the artist walks past spring flowers, pink dogwoods that could be starch silk. The slight wind pushes cherry blossoms to the ground where footsteps crush them. The blue haze smells of alcohol wipes, scent of this hospital city. Siren sounds drown out the thin, thin songs of returning birds perched in trees. Hangs down to hide houses. He has seen too much in winter when he walked miles to the studio, stretched canvas, used oils to capture the city of fog and the girl who smelled of mocha and turpentine. Twice they danced at a club, pressed together without masks. At last, Sun and sky break through. Next week, he is leaving the city of fog. Next week, he is flying home, masked and gloved. He will ride the empty subway, feeling the streets above him disappear, longing for the streets back home, crowded with people who brush past him. He has already forgotten the girl's name. The end. I can visualize that, Marianne. Thank you. Yeah. I really, yes, really a, could. You were saying? Yes. Yes, it's from uh, an exhibit of paintings by uh, graduates of MassArt's uh, MFA program. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's re- it really was an interesting virtual exhibit. Why do you write, Marianne? Oh, what did, what did you say, Michael? Why do you write? Why do you write? Um, to create. To create? Yeah, to create. I think also if, if I, I could also say I write because my manual dexterity is not good enough for me to paint. Okay, I understand. You know, I should share <laughs> with everyone that Marianne, was a guest on my show. <laughs> so like everybody's a guest on my show. Marianne was a guest on my show during the early days, about three years ago. So it's time for me to invite you back, Marianne, because you've updated oh, okay. your work. 
you make a, a return performance. <laughs> well, are we doing her story on uh, July 15th? Yes, on the 15th? yes, we've got a reading coming up on the 15th. It's called Her Story. And mm. the other readers are Jackie Oldham from Baltimore and Lynn Vitti from Boston. And I might share a couple of Marianne's, to be quite honest, uh, to celebrate her story. So uh, it's going to be an interesting evening. Great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm going to go. I'm right. going to go off. So, that, yep. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great evening. Have a great evening. All right. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. back with the final four. There are four gentlemen online, Catfish McDurris, Frog, and Jesse Aylesbury. So what I'd like you to do now is prepare for your final poems, and we'll call it a night. All right, we're going to start with Jesse. You're on the air. Okay. Um, I have a very short one here. Um, I bleed poetry. Little drops upon the page. Islands of black in a sea of white, I do not write. I bleed poetry. From blisters on my fingers, the page becomes tattooed. I do not bruise. I bleed poetry. From little cracks in my brain to the dark stains on my eyes, I do not cry. I bleed poetry. Little emo, but the end. Oh, wow. And you do. You do bleed poetry. I can see it. I can see it. I'm so glad you're my co-host tonight. And thank you. Thank you. It's a blast. All right, all right. Catfish. One last one from you, my friend. One last one for the road. One for the road. And i got to hang up after this. The avocado wick. Three sexy women were trying to pick out ripe avocados. Excuse me, mister, they asked. Do you know how to pick out a good one? We are trying to make some guacamole. I looked at their beautiful, full breasts and said, you must place them between your boobies. And if you get honey, they are perfect. They looked at me like I was loco. How can you tell? How, how could you tell if they're right? I said, well, I put it down my pants, and if I get a big erection, I know they're good. They says, well, one of them says, why don't you show us, they said. About that time, my lady arrived with our shopping our shopping basket. She said, yeah, the women asked them, does this smart-ass smart belong to you? 
My lady nodded. They looked at her and they said, You should keep this crazy motherfucker on his shorter leash. The nicest one slipped me her phone number and mouth call me. The end. <laughs> How can I tune in on Saturday to your performance? To your three yeah, minutes? That was, you know, can... that was picking out avocados in the store. Well, you're going to be on, on a Zoom program on Saturday. How can I tune in? How can we tune in? Uh, Zoom. Let's see. Okay. You want to send it to me? Got it right here, yeah. Uh, well, it's a Zoom, and uh, mm-hmm. Chicago number is 1312-626-6799. It's going to mm-hmm. be uh, the Writing Utopia launch, 2020 launch. And it'll be happening. Uh, you're on. You're on Eastern Time or Central? You're on Eastern. It'll Eastern Time, yes, sir. Your time will be 11:40 on the 5th of July. That's a Sunday. And the meeting mm-hmm. ID number. This is the most important part. Is 8819410357979, and the password is 833. Four three two. Now I'm going to try to uh, get that recorded on an MP3, and I can send it to you, Michael. I'll, I'll oh, that'd send be great. Email address. If you don't, you know, if you can't, something happens, and you right. can't. Uh, okay. Get through. All right. Well, thank you. And there's going to be you. 20 readers, and we only get oh, three wow. minutes. Oh wow! So it's going to be a hit, hit and run thing, and I'm reading second. You know. So. Okay. Like tonight, okay. I think that's my spot now. I read it with. <laughs> I read at uh, Mary's, Mary Ann's first one time, and I read second one time. I like to get it. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining us tonight, Catfish. Yeah, and uh, it's nice meeting you. Great job. He's a great poet, and uh, that frog man, he's got he's got uh, big big places going for him. Did you hear that frog? Yes, sir. (laughs) Thank you very much. One can aim to aspire. You're, you're a damn good reader and a damn good writer, man. Thank At you very much. Point, and Michael, you're getting yes. you're getting to be a slammer, man. You, you're <laughs> going to get to go to the New Yorkian club in New York, man, and take them down a notch. Well, hey, I, I, I'm following in your footsteps, my friend. Following in your you footsteps. I, well, I thank you, you and read. what I'll do. Shit, man, you can get on stage and rap, man. <laughs> Thank you, Catfish. Have a good night, my friend. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Frog, you're going to be the last one of the night. You got one for us? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, indeed. All right. Uh, This one is called, And Into the Woods Were Gone. I took to the fragrance of honeysuckles as ember wreaths of smoke crept up on mine visage, clasping throat I choked. Caught within its cloud Consumed in poison pollens Beating sweat and panted breath Nightfalls dim on alvary watchers Filling distant steps without you Whilst clinging to this path Dodging trees from the shades I see Who will be chasing ye thereafter A nightmare sky star crossed us I couldn't herald out these words To muster up my legions To fight with heart for theirs So I took heed within my mind And devoured my last might, I give my dying breath.
breath to breathe us back to life. I ran from ghosts of shaken trees to reach for you, my darling. Though darkness grows, I sure do know your love now is my calling. The thought of you so far away haunts my chambered rest. Take my hand into the woods we'll go, striding from endless nothings. Frog. Yes, sir. Again, hopefully you have my email address correct. <laughs> Indeed, you can. You, okay. yeah, I will give you mine right now too. Actually. Okay. Okay. Do it that. It is corpse. It's corpse. C O P S E, just like corpse. Oh. Frog. F R O G G at gmail dot com. So it's two G's. Two G's. Yeah. Had to had to write it like Italian, you know, make it official. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to th- <laughs> I want to thank you for sharing your work tonight, and and again, I'm going to be in touch with you. So, yes, sir. Thank you for having me on again. Very much. We've got another person just signed on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Area code five one three. The first three numbers are six zero one. You're on the air. Peace and blessings. This is Mr. Romeo D. Nancy. Yes, hello. How are you? I'm well. Good. You got a poem for us? That's their theme for the evening. Right, right, right. Well, please share some of your work. Okay. Um, The piece I'm going to share is titled Holiday Feast. I ask that you lend me your ear so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and answer to your soul with my thoughts. I dedicate this piece to all the women who can cook. Her kiss tasted like sugar-coated sweet potatoes. I was a butter candy yam. Her thickness, it was kosher. Similar to cherry smoke pineapple glazed turkey ham, mashed potato mountain, a gravy covered mouth. I'm thanking God for this feast. I'm about to get down. Ready to take off on popular cornbread dressing. The way I cop your juicy turkey, well, how you relishing? For the holidays, I'ma stuff and fill you up in every way. When we in friends, it's French dip creme brulee for dessert. Open wide. I'm going to feed till it hurts. Crush your cranberry. Curling my tongue around Vidalian pearls. I be singing oh so merry. What's this I see before my eyes? A high fresh slice of sweet potato pie with brown sugar crumbs. I'm going into your kitchen for another taste of some. Don't try to hold me back. I bet you got the sweetest peas and the creamiest cheesy mac. Grabbing your rolls, eating your buns back to back. Finger licking good, even made my lips smack, smack. Caressing through being casserole. I may be an addict for your seven layer salad. Got me fiendish, losing control. Overeat anonymous. You know how it goes. Dipping my fork into your meat. Pardon my lips so I can eat. I'll quench my thirst in drinking your water that's pure like passion through apricot Paris. But before I'm through, I'm going to grab you by the collar. Turn up your green. Isn't this the festive scene? Might have ate enough. 
and I'm ready to bust. Topping off my whip, cream is a must. I should have pounded cake, playing your jam and make your jelly shake. I said, play in your jam and make your jelly shake. Then spread. Treat you like spice rum, eggnog. Take it to the head. Don't be left to do. Go for seconds before going to bed. That's my thoughts. Man, <laughs> you put your foot in that poem, man. Um, I'm a chef as well, so appreciate it. Thank right. you. Right. <laughs> man, the, the images, man, were incredible. Do you do you have another appreciate piece you'd like to share with us before we go tonight? You got one more? Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, a piece of yeah. my love. Okay. Um, my my big poetic sister said I couldn't write it by love because I wasn't in love. So I wrote it by okay. the title. Uh, All right. Uh, the piece is titled, The Way You Make Me Feel. I ask that you lend me your ear. Time and time participating in, I can be with you. What I can look at you, smile, and see the truth. And I knew we were the two. There's never more than a second that I don't think about you, only for a moment, so that I not want to be with you. And that's only because of that moment when I can be with you. I see you smiling. I'm saying, thinking how I could turn your smiling to screaming my name in your dreams. When dreaming of the day after forever, we are we. You and I together in the end is the future I see. I want to be your station so I can show you that you're my reality. No need for you to say you'll be with me. I watch why they show me, ooh, we. It's how you have me. You'll be begging for more when you have me. So have a seat while I caress your feet. But first, I rub your temple, massage through your hair, then whisper the sweetest melodic poems in your ear because it was sad with the air. But the smile on your lips and heart is my only care, so smile till your face hurts. No trust, believe that I work at this until it works. I'll even work overtime so you overstand how much I want you. That's mine. Speaking my thoughts and my truths on the way you make me feel. Imagining how wonderful this is real, how it will feel. Can't explain it. It's the way you make me feel. And I never want this feeling to leave. I want you to never take it away from me. If I got to forever be by your side. And sign me up for eternity. Because when I say I won't be. Only the love of God would want more for me. This is the way you make me feel. And it's the greatest feeling that can be. That's my thoughts. Wow. The way you make me feel, man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right. I want to thank you for calling in. Indeed. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Well, everyone, we've come to the end of the program. I want to thank all of the readers. I think we had a pretty good time tonight. I'm going to share one more really quickly, and then we're going to close it out. 
Here we go. This is called grammatically incorrect. Grammatically incorrect. I am not a noun, a person, or thing that you can possess by adding the letter S. You can't pluralize my being, my essence, or my soul to function solely as an object of your mind's construction. I am not a verb. You can't conjugate me at will and think that it's okay. My action is a reaction to your stagnant state of being. I will not change my tense, my mood, or my voice, any aspect of me to assimilate to your assumptions of perfection. I am not an adjective. You can't modify or subjugate my life. I am not dependent on you for my existence because I can stand alone and live as a unique individual, empowered and proud to be who I am. I am not a conjunction or a preposition. You can't either and or butt me out of existence, nor can you relegate me to a phrase and place me before the world and expect me to express an idea that is not my own. What I am is grammatically incorrect. My language is the language of difference. I do not conform to standard usage or prescribed ways of thinking, knowing, believing, loving, aging, or behaving. Therefore, take me as I am. I am creatively and uniquely whole, totally me, grammatically incorrect, but free. All right, everybody. Good night. Be safe out there. You have just listened to the quintessential listening poetry online radio podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.